What's up, everybody? You are tuned into the Bones Brigade Audio Show. I am Larry, and with me, as always, is Matt. Matt, how's it going, buddy? It's going really good. How about you? Everything good? You're I'm world? doing okay. I got a bit of a cold. My voice yeah. is stuffed up, so I, I might tell. sound a little different this episode, but uh, just working through it. Well, it is cold and flu season. It is. It is. You know. So here we are, episode 45. Uh, we're digging back into the skate TV file. So this is going to be our second skate TV. Good to be back. Themed episode. And we're going to, you know, we had that great episode with Mark Hunt giving us kind of the general history of the entire series. But we're going to start going by our kind of like we do with our skate videos. We just kind of break them down and go through dig, dig in the weeds and see what we can pull out. So we're going to do the pilot episode which also known as the first episode, I guess, as well. Mm-hmm. And we've welcomed back to our show, Peter McEwen, who we had on the show. I'm sure most people remember he was on our show. Actually, I looked it up. It was October last year. Okay. It was episode 16. So stoked <laughs> to have him back. If you guys aren't familiar with Peter, he's got one of the best stories. I mean, this man filmed and edited Band this, you know, helped in the production of Band This between yep. his junior and senior year of high school. If that is not freaking mind blowing, that's just so great, so great. Yeah, yeah. So and Peter just a note, just I was just gonna say, just a note on this episode. If you do want to follow along, you will pretty much have to go to the Bones Brigade Audio Show YouTube channel and pull up the episode from there because that is the only place that you will find it on the internet. The rest of the Skate TV episodes are already up, but the pilot episode, as far as we know, is nowhere else to be found. So if you just go to YouTube and you're pulling up Skate TV episode one, you're probably going to be looking at the wrong one. So you Mm got to go to our channel, go to the Bones Brigade Audio Show YouTube page and find the Skate TV pilot episode and you will be in business. There you go. But before we get Peter on here and before we talk about all things pilot episode of skate tv you know we like to discuss some hot topics as we lightheartedly call them uh matt actually let me let me start here so i'm browsing youtube a couple nights ago sure i watch a lot of youtube we don't have like cable tv in the house we're kind of undetached from kind of mainstream television so i got the youtube going and i finished some video and then they said oh you watch you just watch this you'll probably like this. And it's a video of you giving a walking tour through your skate shop basement, which yeah, we've yeah. kind of Touched talked on about it. on the show. I'm sure yeah. most people are familiar that you're down in the, down in your skate shop basement, but this thing is going wild. So yeah. tell me, tell, so tell me about this whole, <laughs> uh, how this all happened here. I don't really know. I, I, um, I put that video up two months ago. I, and look, you know, my, my YouTube channel is, is nothing, I, you know, it's, it's, there's not a lot there. Um, I don't post on it a lot. It's pretty much a repository for videos of my kids that are all set to private. <laughs> yes, I have, one, it, I have that too. Yeah. But, but every once in a while I'll uh, post something up and uh, 
I don't know. One morning I was downstairs, like doing some laundry or something. And I just walked in there and I'm like, you know what I should do? I should do a little just video tour of the shop. It's only you know, five minutes long or something, but yeah. And I posted it and, you know, it just forgot about it. Nothing really happened with it for you know a few weeks and I wasn't really expecting anything to. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if the algorithm just snagged it, what happened, but it just started like, all of a sudden I'm looking and it's like every day there's like 5,000 new views and wow. it's up to uh, 46,000 views. Wow. Right when now. I saw it, it was at 22,000. Yeah. I was yeah. like, holy cow, I got to ask Matt about this. Like, yeah. Overwhelmingly positive comments. People are stoked to see it. How many comments um, on it? Two, 255. Wow. I think something like that. 256. That's great. And are yeah, you like, responding well, or engage it? Engaging um, you know, other? liking them. If somebody asks a question, I'll uh, answer it. But um, I'm not, you know, I, I'll like everything, you know. Yeah, it's it's cool. You know, I think it it's just a nostalgia trip. You know what I mean? Like people look at it and see the see it, and they're stoked. It's pretty, cool. pretty unique. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Lots changed down there since I did that video. Uh, so I guess I'll have to do another one for next update. year. Yeah, get some more views going. Hey, are you monetized? Yeah. Are you getting uh, getting some YouTube? No, no, no monetization. Nope, nothing. So it's all good though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know. I don't know what happened exactly. I've had some people comment like, must be nice to be rich, you know, or, you know, too, too bad you can't find a girlfriend or whatever. It's like, oh, no <laughs> way. Yeah. Oh, because rich, because you have hundreds yeah. of skateboards or whatever. Sure. And, you know, honestly, yes. If uh, your barometer for rich is a rental house back basement room filled with reissued skateboards, I'm like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, if it's anything other than that, yeah. I can promise you I am most assuredly not rich. And I do have <laughs> I do have a girlfriend, by the way, who has contributed mightily, by the way, to that skate shop. She bought that Paul Dragon banner. She got the uh, that the hand painted sign. sign made. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She loves it. So. She's an incredible gift giver. That's one she thing is. that I've seen every time. Yes. Every Matt's like, I got a gift, and I'm just like, this is the coolest, most thoughtful yeah. thing that someone it's has done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So yeah, I don't know what happened there. I don't exactly know how, but people are digging it, and I'm glad that they are. So if you go, if you want to go check it out, just go. Yeah, what's up. your uh, YouTube? If people want to, go just see Matt it. Picker. Okay. Um, just Matt Picker, and I'll, the video is titled it. "I Put an Old School Skate Shop in My Basement." There you, you go. Enough of a that. tease that you just, you can you gotta yeah. click on it. Like, what is click this guy it. up to? Yeah, super. Feel cool. free to have a look. Have a nice. tour. Yeah. You got any? Uh, you got any hot topics? Dude, I feel like there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, I've got quite a list here. Maybe we what can we, yeah. through them or whatever. I don't know. Well, the one the one thing that sticks out to me right away is um, we got that episode of WCRP on skateboarding with Clyde Singleton. The Push and P episode has come out. Push and P. Uh, it, it is, is there out. for you to listen to. If you want to go hear me and Larry talk to Clyde Singleton about uh, podcasting and, you know, a little bit of other stuff, too. Uh, go check it out. It's um, it's on all the normal platforms. WCRP on skateboarding. Clyde rules. Yeah, it turned out uh, cool. Yeah, I gotta give him a big thanks for having us on. And, yeah, but yeah it shout turned out, out Clyde. Good. Yeah, everywhere definitely. this man goes, he mentions our show. It's kind of I crazy. Know. He's the best dude. Yeah, Clyde rules. Yeah. All right, I've got one. So what you got. Uh, like I said, I'm kind of sick, so I was home from work a couple days ago. 
and uh, I get this text. It's friend of the show, Mark Nisbet, mm-hmm. who was on our propaganda episodes. And uh, he sends me this clip of Steve Size on The Price is Right. I have Steven Saiz. Come on down. You're the next contestant here on The Price is Right. Yeah. From and like, I was what? like, oh, my God. 87, maybe? 88? I mean, it was I, early. Uh, I'm not sure the year. It's, I mean, it's classic Price is Right with Bob Barker yeah. and, and Rod yeah. Roddy. Yeah. But um, instantly, of course, you know, it's like, we got to get this on Instagram, you know? So then I went to Instagram and I was like, well, I better ask Mark. But then I saw Steve had posted it already as of like 30 seconds ago. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to double dip. I'll just let Steve get the glory off this clip or whatever. But man, that was a cool. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he was the last one to get called up in the show. Yeah. So he only had that one kind of opportunity to get on stage or whatever. Yeah. But of course the guy, the $1 the one, bid, the yeah. $1 bidder, man, yeah. I'm telling you, dude, those are, those are sneak attacks. Sharks. Yeah. yeah. Always. But that was cool to see. So go find Definitely. Steve's Instagram. You've probably already seen it, but that was, that was a fun little thing I saw. So um, new series of Bones Brigade decks has sort of been, uh, oh, yeah. dangled out there. I think it's, it hasn't think really been quite, yeah. yeah, it got kind of leaked, but uh, I heard through the grapevine that there are people that are questioning whether or not those are real images. Huh. I don't know if it's true or not, but me and Larry have seen, and a lot of you probably have also seen some supposedly leaked photos from the new series of the Bones Brigade reissues. And I'll got to tell you, if they are real, this is probably the best series they've put out in i don't even know several years a decade <laughs> a decade yeah it's got that like white with like the kind of light pink snake skin uh mcgill okay um and then there's a the yellow tommy dagger there's a red lance mountain future primitive there's that green kind of like surge green <laughs> tony hawk bottle nose yeah yep. uh and uh yeah just dude Great lineup. Yeah, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the ones that are all uniform and the black light and all that. I, yeah, I just kind of like some them. ugly colors, brown. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. not. And whatever, teach their own. Like, but they're just not for me. Like, give me the classics all day. And these are. Yeah, just, they look like kind of normal skateboard from the '80s. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. this is something I would have owned and and rode yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Those look cool. I hope that's that's hopefully not a that's bakery. real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else uh, you got? Uh, I saw Mike V has a graphic novel coming out. Oh yeah, it's called Boulevard of the Eagle, semi uh, autobiographical, or how would you autobiographical? say autobiographical? Yeah, sorry. It looks cool. I mean, the artwork. Uh, there's been a couple little. He's posted a couple little like teaser images. I saw. Uh, I looked it up. It's called Boulevard of the Eagles. It's coming out. I think it'll be for sale online November 10th, and it nice. looks pretty cool. I'm gonna get one. I'm I'm pretty curious to see see what it's like. I guess it's yeah. about like his early skate days in in Edison. And it takes place over like a couple of days or something like that. I thought that looked pretty cool. So I wanted to mention yeah. that. That should be cool. Definitely. What else we got? Oh, uh, man. We got to talk about the fact that we got to number 20. Can we talk about that? We can number talk 20. about that. Where do you, I never think to look that up. Do you get an email or did you, or do you go, yes, I just, go look? I just Google it. Okay. And then there's like these uh, podcast, you know, kind of chart groups or chart something. Group. Yeah. They just aggregate like category charting. It changes daily. Mm-hmm. I mean, it changes every day. But we went to number 20 in the nice. U.S. last week. No, a couple of days ago, we were at number 20 in the U.S. for our 
our little TV and film review category, which is pretty awesome. I think that's a yeah, respectable that's number. Super cool. Because I have looked before and it's like, we're grouped in with like thousands and thousands of like star Wars and like Marvel movie themed yeah, pop, like, pop culture, you know? Yeah. And here we are, this little niche skateboard yeah. video yeah. podcast. We're currently number five in Sweden. Wow. I'm looking at it right wow. now. We got to get Sweden. over to Sweden. Thank you, Sweden. But Incredible. yeah, I, you know, I, I don't, whatever, man, I don't want to sit there and glorify our chart positions too much, but it is cool to see that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's feel, a, it makes nice, you feel it's a nice cool. feeling. Yeah, yeah for definitely. sure. All right. Let's see what else. So, you know, Tony Roberts, right? Kind of famously known for filming and editing Speed Freaks. Yeah, of course. And uh, so yeah. he has this video he put out previous to that called Going Off. Do you know that one? Yes. It's kind yeah, of like Sick off. Boys. Yep. It kind of yep. reminds me of mm-hmm. what, you know. I've seen like, it. Yep. Yeah. So in this video, there's a part with like a Tommy Guerrero street skating part and he's skating with Nikki Rays and it's very reminiscent of Sick Boys Sick like Boys. in a way. Yep. Yep. But Tony, as we know, maybe this last year or two has been putting out a lot of raw footage. So he's got some, he just put up a section of raw footage of this called Streets of Stan- San Francisco with Tommy Guerrero and Mickey Reyes. So it's pretty cool to see some some outtakes and some of the clips are a little longer. Sure. So that's on his YouTube, uh, which is his YouTube channel is Real Skate Stories. So and there's so much good stuff oh, he's got up there. Stuff. Yeah. Like the extended Jim Thebo, uh footage from filming. Um, oh, Speed Freaks. Was it Speed Freaks. Yeah. yeah. Tons of good stuff. So. Yep. Yeah, so if you're looking for some classic 1987 Tommy Guerrero, go go over and check this out. And you should be, by the yeah. way. All right, so another one I got. So Public Domain, a couple days ago, turned 35 years old uh, the, of the, the premiere date. Crazy. Yeah, so nuts. Um, so Public Domain is now officially 35 years old. Uh, Jake Bradley has his guest model on... Uh, Hill skateboards. Hill skateboards. Yeah. The news originally broke here on our episode with the with yeah. the SB boys, but that board is finally out. Um, just with Chris up. Sen, Chris Sen board is out too on Powell. They've started shipping those. Oh yeah, have they? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Chris Sen cop. Those are on the way. Nice. Let's see. So our pal Anita hit us up recently about uh, she was trying to set up a new board and she asked us some questions. This is a great story. Man. And uh, I was like, you know what? You can't be buying. You don't buy skateboards. Like you're like, Anita. Yeah. You're Anita. Like you don't need to be doing. I was like, let me, uh, let me reach out to some friends. So I fired off some texts and some emails. So I hit up the uh, Powell team manager, DeVille. And I was like, Hey, Anita wants a box. You guys ever want a box. I'm asking for you to send her a box. Yeah. And uh, I was like, do you guys ever, you know, throw an old sponsored rider, you know, a box once in a while? If, if that's, is that a cool thing? Can we do that? And he's like, absolutely no problem. So I went on uh, the skate one site and I picked out a, a crap load of stuff. And I, he's like, email me, you know, what it is you want to get her. So I sent it to him. And I even said like, if this is too much stuff, then, you know, cut it down to what you think is fair. But whatever I sent he was just like, this is no problem. I'll even toss in some extra goodies. So by the time this episode comes out, she'll probably have received this. I would think so. And uh, there may or may not be an unboxing video. We'll see. Hopefully we'll see there is. Happens. Yeah. And so I hit up friend of the show, uh, Jason Rothmeyer, who works at New Balance. 
And I was like, Hey, can we get Anita some shoes? He's like, no problem. Boom. She's got a box of shoes, uh, two or three pairs of shoes. I hit up Thebo. I was like, can we get Anita some ventures? He's like, no problem. Boom. <laughs> Sends her a bunch of trucks. So Anita is fully laced up and just Dude. ready to go. Yes. Yeah. So sick. Yeah. So thanks to all those guys. I mean, absolutely. So Jim and Jason and uh, DeVille, super cool what you guys did. I mean, they could have told me to take a hike or whatever, but they were yeah. like more than happy to, to do that. And it's super cool. And we thank those guys. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, so maybe I mean, by they got the time the... you're hearing this, you might see a, a video floating around of Anita yeah. opening a Powell box. She needed to get at least some of those sheets of grip with her picture on it. I know. I know. Those and are, like, those are I picked those out to yeah. be in the box. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So sick, dude. Yeah. yeah. All right, Matt, I got one more thing to drop on you before we get Peter in here. Okay. I haven't told you this. It's a surprise. Okay. I, as of last night, will be attending day two of the Bones Brigade experience. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So I had to pull the trigger. I was getting FOMO. Um, yeah. A yeah. lot of people were asking if we, you know, you and I were going to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. When they announced this, I didn't think this would be something that I was going to be able to go to. It like just butted up so close to SkaterCon. Exactly. You know, I just don't exactly. have, even though I'm rich. <laughs> That's right. It's beyond my wildest dreams. I'm, you know, I have more money than I know what to do with, but even despite that, I, you know, yeah. I mean, all joking aside, a little too close. It was like one or the other. Yeah. And we'd already kind of committed to SkaterCon, but I'm glad you're going, dude. That's good. I think that we, uh, we need some representation there. We got, we, we got, we got a, a few inquiries at the, at SkaterCon from some people asking if we were going to be out there, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I had written, I, like I said, I'd kind of written it off because when they announced these events to when they were actually happening, I was just like, it felt really close. Like if they said next it year in, in March or something, I, I was agree. like, okay, I could probably start to prepare and plan for this. Yeah. But then at SkaterCon, we talked to Dan from Juice Magazine and he couldn't believe that we weren't going, we weren't going to be there. So mm. it kind of planted the seed in my head like, oh man. Yeah, he was I like, "What do you I mean you're not going?" Yeah, so now I've been like, so I was like, "Well, let me just let me just try. I'll start with my work is like really weird about getting time off. It takes some really really long time to uh, sure figure out if they can have someone cover for me. So they approved it, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna go. There's still tickets available for the second day. Nice. And I got a cheap flight off Priceline and uh, going for it. So what I'm gonna awesome. do is, dude, that rules." I'm going to get a new microphone and I'm going to rig it up to my, my camera and I'm going to get my plan is, I don't know what I think. It, I have a feeling it's going to be kind of chaotic. There's going to be 300 people there. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're all want to, you know, rub elbows with the, of course, or whatever. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. why you're there. You know, why you're there. So yeah. I want, my plan is to sneak some little kind of like on camera interviews with all the guys and and I even I have a fun poll question I'm just going to ask random people I'm just going to try to make you know we'll we'll put a an you know our normal kind of we'll pull some of the audio and make like a an episode out of this I'll keep probably the questions more so you know video based you know sure. that's, yeah. that's our show or whatever but you know, this, I will get every, get it all on camera. So maybe there'll be like an accompanying video. I don't know. I've got, I always have these big aspirations of doing all this stuff and it, it turns out to be way more work, but so we'll see what happens. We'll get, we'll get some type of material That's out awesome, of this to dude. play on the show. So 
Yeah, it's yeah. great. It'll yeah, be cool. it's awesome. Be cool. and I then, wish I could uh, go, man. I wish I, I could go. I, I wish I could be there. Too. Yeah. And then our Ed Cider artwork, the artwork that Ed Cider created uh, for our for t-shirt. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a gentleman, Matt, who's uh, in charge of, they're recreating the Blue Tile Lounge, apparently, for this thing, for the Johnny Rad performance. And yeah. they're like uh, graffitiing the walls and putting up all this artwork. So he reached out to us about having that artwork on display. So maybe I can get a photo of Stacy like next to the artwork because they've yeah. like, enlarged it real big. It's like a be a poster on the wall. So I don't know. Lots of fun things happening. So gonna kind of try to sneak in there and and take it all in. And yeah, I mean, you know, if we're gonna have like our artwork displayed there and all that stuff, it's it's only right that one of us should be there, you know, to experience it. Yeah, the bones. Right? Got to get the bones I mean, for gate experience. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's the experience. Yeah, that's awesome. Good. Yeah. Excellent. So Excellent. I was excited to tell you, I thought it'd be cool to throw that at you live on the air. Dude. Amazing. <laughs> wish I, I wish I could go, dude. I, you know, I'm bummed that I can't, I just, there's no way I can't do yeah. it. So, yeah. Yeah. I got permission from work permission on the home front. So I figured there you go. We'll just go for it. Sweet dude. All right. So that the was the only thing it. I would request Larry is that you wear the bonus brigade audio show t-shirt while you're there. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I thought about it. Uh, Wearing a shirt with Lance and Johnny Rad and Stacy Peralta on it in front of Johnny Rad and Lance. No, no that's okay. To cool. do. They can, yeah. They'll be cool with it. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll make it happen. Oh, you know what I'm going to get? <laughs> I'm going to get, what do you call those things? Like newscaster microphones. And then they have that little ID, like that plastic thing. That oh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. get one of those. I'm going to put BBAS on it. <laughs> It's a great idea. Yeah, maybe have Lance's head, you know, from the artwork. Yeah, on the, yeah. On the one side, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one of those. I don't even know what the official name of those things are. I have no idea. Yeah, I'll find yeah. out, and I'm gonna get one. Yeah. All right. That was a lot of stuff at the top of the show. That was here. a shitload of stuff, dude. Yeah, wow. Was, yeah, a lot of stuff. Sorry, cool stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably right. gonna be. That's probably like longer than the episode's gonna turn into. <laughs> All right. So should we get? Peter on looks like he's uh, finished snacking at the craft services table. So let's talk some skate TV, man. All I'm right, excited. Let's get it going back to the skate TV file. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show. Peter McEwen. <laughs> Peter is back. Peter, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you guys for having me. I'm, I feel like when people come back to host SNL, it's like I'm a repeat. <laughs> Yeah, you're a second timer now. It's awesome. Yeah. But we're here today to talk about the pilot episode, aka episode one of Skate TV today, because you were involved at some point with the production. It's, that's so, what the credits say. Yeah, you are credited. So we'll <laughs> yep. we'll get into all of that. But before we dig into that, you had another band this related yes. story you wanted to share with us real quick. So um, on the list of things that Stacy didn't want to deal with, Tony Hawk was part of the black and white Gap clothing campaign. And Stacy said to me, he's like, you know what? Uh, this is the place. They need some ramps. They're going to shoot them for a couple hours. Can you just handle it? I, of course, grabbed some ramps from my house, threw them in a truck, got down there. Nobody was there to help me. I got all the ramps up to like the third floor to the studio. And, um, and then I just started waiting. And at the time, there was a photo shoot going on. And I later found out that that photo shoot was Peter Beard, and um, which was pretty cool. And then 
the photographer for the Gap campaign came out and he had just finished shooting Tracy Chapman's album and it was Her Brits. Wow. So, wow. Uh, and then I remember sitting there and Her Brits was trying to pick the photo he wanted for her new album. And they printed out like eight and a half by 11s, probably 200 of them. And then Herb Ritz got to the top of a 16-step ladder and would just sit down, sit, sit up there and look down on them and, you know, move them around. But then Tony showed up and I guess it, it was kind of a nightmare. And I somehow it like came down on me and my ramps weren't right for the thing. But uh, it was also like a little photo studio space. And they're trying to get Tony to do something crazy. Hmm. You know, they're like, oh, he's the best skateboarder in the world what's he gonna do and it's like he could ollie off my little jump you know one foot jump ramp and look stylish but he, you know he was only getting like one push at it you know so he was only getting like that high and herberts is getting down low and then uh i had a also a three foot ramp and tony's like you know what i can do i can do a wall ride so uh like oh that's awesome and they line up for everything and then the first time he goes right through the wall. Oh no! Oh my god! Because <laughs> yeah. it's like one of those photo backdrops or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, those so, are. And then they're just looking the, over at me. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That's amazing. So yeah, yeah. I was going to ask if they were like quarter pipes or jump ramps, but it sounds like they were pretty much just launch ramps. Yeah, two launch ramps essentially. One was like a three footer, and one was a one footer. Amazing. So what happened to the? Did did that campaign happen? Was there was you know, there anything that came of it? I mean, I never saw Tony's shot, but I mean, it was one of the biggest gap campaigns of all time, and I've I've since gone looking for it online. I can't find it. Mm. They were probably too frustrated with my ramps. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. Well, it's good to have you back, dude. How you been? Everything good? Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. I, I loved, you know, all the messages I got after my last podcast. I awesome. followed everyone. I screen grabbed them. I've got a big folder of them. I was so hyped. Oh, that's nice. great, dude. Yeah, I've told Larry several times and I mean it. That was one of my favorites that we've done. Ever. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I still, people will reach out and uh, mention the Mike McGill story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you help them unload, unload the ramp. And then it's so many like, good ones. All right, kid, that'll be, uh, you know, two bucks for the sticker. Yeah. yeah. The Parallel and your birthday party. The Mike oh, McGill my God. Ramp. So much oh, good stuff. So much good stuff, man. Definitely. Well, it's great to have you back on. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I know this episode pretty well. This is, uh, I got a call from Stacy saying, hey, uh, we're doing this Nickelodeon show and you have some footage in it. Ironically, should I tell the story now? Dude, yeah, it. go for it. I never watched the credits until you sent it over to me recently. And so when he sent it to me, I saw the Jesse Roach thing and I was like, oh, I'm hyped. I've got footage in this episode. I didn't realize that later, you know, 30 years later, that it was he was crediting me with the the home footage of the two guys. So that is not the case or it is the case that you that did? is not the case. I filmed young uh, a bunch back in the day, but that wasn't my footage. Interesting. Yeah, I freaked out when we I digitized that tape because when we originally interviewed you, we had asked you about if you had worked on Skate TV and you're like, oh, they just, you know, my band, this footage would get recycled to, into a yeah. few episodes. So then when you were credited to the home viewer 
footage, I was just like, oh my God, this is incredible. I know. Um, at the I thought I made a huge Boys. discovery. Yeah. At the beginning of LA Boys, Stacy's like, you know, it's not like they're being shot by some friend's video camera. I've now become the default friend video camera guy. Like any kind of yes. old video camera. Oh, must be Peter. Yeah. yeah. Any kind of grainy VHS tape defaults yeah. to Peter. So have you have you heard the story about how we kind of resurrected this episode? I, I did. I heard you, you know, yeah. asking, and then I heard Larry go searching for it. Yeah. I, I think it's amazing. And I kind of love the, the bad video. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. I tried to redo it and it, and it was even worse. So I was like, man, I got this tape like it, it's last, the last second of its life, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyone out there, if you've got some old tapes, man, get those digitized. Don't, don't put that off any longer. Cause it, it's just going to erode. I know sometimes I digitize things and it's looking good, looking good. And then the trick happens and that's when it glitches. Like, yeah. Oh. Oh, dude. Drops a, drops a frame in the computer. Yeah. Doesn't capture it. All right, let's get into it. So here we are, episode one, also the known as the pilot episode, Escape TV. And anyone, I would refer everyone back to episode 38 of our show, where we interviewed uh, Mark Hunt. He was kind of a overall production guy of the show, um, gave a lot of incredible history about the uh, overall series of Skate TV, how it all, all happened. So, but here we are talking about the pilot, which was approved. And so they recycled it into the first episode and it debuted on Nickelodeon on July 4th, 1990. And then once all the other episodes started happening uh, later that fall, this one got named uh, episode one and the running time is 23 minutes and 31 seconds. So Peter, we already kind of touched on it a little bit. So do you have a, a memory of or history with skate TV? Were you still working at Powell when skate TV first started? I wasn't. I heard them talking about it a little bit. And then when I went back to school, they, that, that's when it all started up. Okay. Okay. Matt and I have kind of gave our, our general history with the show. So refer back to uh, episode 38, if you're interested in hearing that, but I thought I would go over some of the credits before we kind of pop in the tape here so executive producer steve binder oh, excuse me executive producer steve binder Binder. Steve, yep steve binder supervising producer troy miller uh produced by mark hunt and nathan pratt that's uh like we said we had mark on the show previously and nathan pratt is one of the original z boys uh stacy peralta's teammate uh, directed by Stacy Peralta and Craig Stesick III. It is hosted by Skate Master Tate and Matthew Lynn. Uh, musical director Tay Euler. Production designer C.R. Stesick. Specialty camera work uh, Robert Kittila, who mm -hmm. is Peter's camera instructor <laughs> from back in the day. <laughs> that was and, a great episode, by the way. Yeah, that was super good. Thank you. Skate pool artists are Kevin Ansel and Ken Jones. And then I wrote down the home video was courtesy of Peter McEwen. We've learned that is not true. Uh, skate TV theme and underscore composed by Tay Euler. And then I just wanted to credit the skate TV skaters. So this is a lot of the people you see like in the, the intro or in the background. We've got Steve Elba, Eric Nash, Sean Andrew, Derek Williams, Ray Hoover, Darren Anderson, Sean Barley, Fred Orlandi. 
excuse me, Fred Olandi, Jordan Richter, Lance Mountain Jr. is in there. Uh, Dave Rule, Dave Duncan, Charles Sachs Jr., Jermaine Lawton, and David Warney. So that's kind of that's not all the credits. I kind of just grabbed like all the the skate world credits and didn't really. Uh, there's tons of like TV production people. There's wardrobe and there's you know makeup, hairdo, all kinds of people credited. And gaffers, best boys, all that fun stuff. <laughs> so kicking off right away, we're we start with the skate TV intro, kind of a skate montage, lots of pool footage, and then we have this classic skate TV theme song. And to me, I haven't jumped ahead to compare, but this sounds like a more lo-fi version of the theme song that doesn't, when I hear the song in my head, this is a little different. Like they just, you know, they weren't sure if it was going to be a series yet. So that like they're running out. Yeah, of it's definitely budget. not. Yeah, it's not the same one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little, little yeah. different. So any thoughts or feelings? I mean, but for the most part, this is the classic skate TV intro. Peter, is this is this work for you as someone who works in television? Is this a good intro? I um I thought it was a little bit phoned in, Pal Peralta. Okay, like they're like, oh, we can you know give them one of our montages really quickly, and I felt like the whole episode they felt a little bit like that they, as you said, they weren't sure whether this was going anywhere. Eh, we'll try it. Yeah, yeah, the full effort is not quite there yet. Yeah, there's yeah. times like there's a bowl when Cab's in the bowl. Uh, like, ah, Stacy knows that's not the best time to shoot it because he's going in and out of the shadow constantly. And mm -hmm. see, this is the kind of stuff that only a Peter McEwen can pick out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was at the time, it was amazing. It was like any kind of content, yeah. but it's interesting to look back on it and like, you know, compare it to the Powell videos of the time. Yeah. So did you watch the series as it was coming on, Peter? I did. Okay. Yeah. And then after the intro, it kind of towards the end of the intro, Skate Master Tate breaks in and he kind of got a voiceover of like what we're going to see in this episode. And then he shoots it over to Matthew Lynn. And man, this is very heavy Matthew Lynn. I remember, I mean, they must have balanced it out better later on, but this is almost all matthew lynn hosting in this one it's pretty yeah it really is pretty interesting yeah yeah actually, also yeah. i felt like the pacing it was like you don't get more than like a couple minutes with like each of these each of these people so the interviews never really get too deep or anything like that it's kind of interesting i'm just used to our current internet world where you can just there's no editing it's just this everything's just long form but they've got a, a rigid television structure to stick with here and i think everybody got better at doing interviews over the years after this yeah yeah none of these skaters are ready you know they didn't grow up like in a world where now a young kid is probably like oh you're just on instagram talking to the camera yourself or you're getting interviewed on many different youtube shows or whatever so yeah all the interviews are a little stiff on both sides on this yeah. on this one yeah but they Who kick it who he was Pardon that? Matthew Lynn? Matthew Lynn, yeah. Did he skate? Did we know any background on him? No, he didn't. And we in the in the episode with Mark Hunt, he made Matthew Lynn before the the night before the filming the first this pilot episode, he made Matthew get on the mini ramp and pump back and forth just to prove that he had like skated for Set 30 seconds in his life. Yeah. yeah. He had There's touched the skateboard before. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. 
Yeah. It's, um, you know, they were saying that like, they weren't quite sure about, he was saying they weren't quite sure about Tate because Tate was such an odd character, you know, for hosting a a children's show. He's an older dude. He's just kind of, he was what, probably in his late thirties, early forties at that time. So they needed like the teen anchor kind of thing to, you know, sort of. Yeah. Like an MTV VJ type guy. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Hindsight, Tate's awesome. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, I think Matt, he found his stride with the show, you know, as it went on. But yeah, in this episode, man, it's I, he, he he didn't have a lot to work with either. You know, the, True. <laughs> the one word answers they give. Him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. It, it was what it was. So uh, first segment, Matthew Lynn interviews uh, Nottis Coppice and uh, Nottis Copus. Is he? Yeah, he right? says Nottis Copus. There's a lot of little speaking bloopers in this episode. Um, I love Nottis's little ride in, you know, some flack around tricks and then acid drop into the shallow end of the pool. Super cool. Also mind blowing to hear that right here in 1990, Nottis is 22 years old, mm-hmm. which was felt kind of crazy to, to uh, think. But to me, Nottis never looked like a kid or like a teenager. He always like when I entered the skateboard world, I was already like, this is a grown man. You know, yeah. he always he was looked a big dude. Also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he has a ton of gel in that hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's spiked up for sure. Yeah, very short interview here. Like we were just talking, you know, it's a little stiff. Nottis is kind of shy. Not a lot to go with. Short, short answers. There was a funny Matt Lynn line where he says, "You're an incredible alliest." Yeah, <laughs> and then he asked Nottis, "Like, how high have you ollied?" And he's like, "He said he ollied a stack of five dimes." <laughs> yeah that kind of sarcastic answer and then they must have set that up maybe like they put five dimes on that huge like looks like a big chest piece or something yeah like it's like they five dimes on this thing and they zoom out it's like this big thing he ollies over it it's like a three-foot ollie over the dimes yeah Yeah. and that is my actually my memory of the this first episode whenever my brain would be like oh that first episode it's this nodis interview interaction and that ollie um, my favorite part is when they ask him about going to Japan and how were the Japanese skaters? And he's like, oh, not very good. Boy, times have <laughs> yeah. changed, haven't they? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. They've been trading ever since. Yeah, the exactly. Lake yeah. yeah. Super good. And then uh, they play a lot of his, uh, you know, they cut to a clip and it's footage from Streets on Fire, that classic Nottis part that uh, I don't even know if we should start commenting on that because we'd we'd be talking about that for an hour. <laughs> yeah. How good all that footage is. To me, like that's that's still one of the greatest parts in the history of skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those parts like, with the, the footage and the music. It's just so good. It's married. Yeah, you yeah. can't, can't escape it. so good. Yeah. Which, fun fact, he's not the first guy to skate to that song. That's about right. A year earlier, Neil Blunder skates to it in... Uh, the GNS video? No, the um it's a contest, right? Yeah, Ohio skate out oh, contest yes. video. They that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where we first fell in love with that song. And then like a yeah. year later, they put uh put it to Nottis. Yeah, definitely an awkward interview, man. But uh Yep, they're both trying. They're trying. Yeah, yeah. And then he ollie one more Ollie for the road, and he Ollie's over the tow hitch for the Powell mini ramp, which is yeah. pretty crazy because that's like waist yeah. high almost, I think. 
And then there's not really, like I said, the show felt like so rushed. There's really no kind of like little breathe. I mean, the, the segments have little bumpers between them, but it's all going very, very fast. And then we cut to, again, uh, hosted by Matt here. We've got uh, Cara Beth Burnside and Lori Rigsby on the Powell mini ramp. This, so this is before they built the spine ramp. I guess when it got approved for a series, they built the more proper uh, spine ramp. Which is crazy. They put that up just for like a month, basically, while they shot all the episodes. Was yeah, it even that long? So buttery, yeah, I mean, though. Yeah, oh yeah, that great. That spine ramp was great. But I love to see some this classic Powell ramp. It's kind of the last you see of it until they dug it out again later in the mid '90s, and they brought back those summer tours. But uh, it kicks off with Carabath and Matt's like trick vo- narration voiceover here is yeah. is a little cringy. I guess. I mean. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, you know, I love Matthew Lynn, but it's just, you can kind of tell, like, you know, you're a kid, you're like, you're just living the skateboard lifestyle. So every time you would see something that was a little in the mainstream, you would be very kind of judgy and harsh about it. So you're just like, well, oh. and Mark, you know, Mark, when he was on, he talked about how they really, you know, made a concerted effort to try to get the trick names right, especially like later on, because he was like, we're not going to have any credibility with anybody if we're getting all this stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. So there was a few missed calls on this in this section. You know, there was some timing where it was like he was calling a trick that hadn't happened yet, kind of yeah, stuff. They just didn't sync um, it up even right or something. Yeah, backslide disaster. <laughs> Instead of backside, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, what's the difference between vert and a mini ramp? And she, she said, uh, on a mini ramp, you can do lots of tricks and go fast. <laughs> the question exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she is riding much faster than Kara uh, Breath, though. Yeah. It was great. It was interesting to see them answer, you know, about their talking about competition. And there's no women's division at this point in 1990. It's just they're competing against the guys. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting. And also when they mentioned, you know, in their like kind of amateur ranks, like the two A series and the the one A divisions or whatever, it just sounded so like antiquated to me that, you know, it, competition doesn't really exist on that level anymore. I don't think, you know, and maybe just think of like a castle contest from 1987 or, you know, I'm in the two A, I'm in the one A. I'm sure it was castle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And there was always somebody who was way better that was in 1A because they thought they would win. Yeah, yeah, they should be. Yeah, in the next one, they're gonna, <laughs> I'm going to hang on to 1A for yeah. one more season yeah. or whatever. Yeah, two more trophies. I don't think I've ever seen footage of Laurie Rigsby not skating a mini ramp. Is there any? Uh, yeah, that. Well, I, feel like in, that's... Uh, I mean, her first appearance ever is in Animal Chin at the uh, at Chris Bors ramp. She does a an invert. Oh, you're right about that. So, yeah, but yeah, she yeah. does it like under coping. It's kind of like yeah. not up on. But yeah. that's I know there's but the majority of her footage is, is mini ramp footage. Yeah, I think that all was sort of all her, of it is her specialty. Yeah, I've seen photos on her vert ramp at McGill's, but no. Yeah, I, if there is something, I'm I'm not thinking of it right now. That's a good call. I yeah. liked her. Uh, she was riding the street street hawk board. Yes, she had those oh, one of those right. cool like Powell all over prints mm-hmm. print shirts. Gotta love that street hawk board. And then uh, I love the the invert she does here. And then Carabath has that that cutaway shot. The yeah, Lori, where she's clearly not on the deck while Lori's <laughs> yeah while yeah. Lori's it's just like this inserted <laughs> shot from you know. Great. 
hey, we need some type of reaction, you know, after, you know, and then just edit it in there. And then we're on to Jesse Roach, 11 years old, Powell Ripper. And they talk about he was, re and you always hear this about him. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated for Kids, which I should look that cover up. I don't think I've ever seen it. but I have like, seen it. My brother has it. Okay. What's yeah. he, what's he doing on it? I don't remember. You don't remember. No, I don't remember, but I, I remember it being in our house. So yeah, there was a time where sports illustrator for kids would come with these little trading cards that you could pull out. And there's a McGill trading card that came with sports illustrator for kids. Oh, wow. Oh, like a little I have perf it. perforated. Yeah. A little perforated. Yeah. I have one in the other room. Really? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I think it's, uh, yeah, he's wearing like that yellow tank, you know, either tank top or shirt that he ripped into a tank top and he's like in the middle of a McTwist on his ramp. So yeah. Awesome. Sports Illustrator for Kids was kind of a fly in the flag for, for skateboarding back then a little bit. They were maybe one of the first, I don't know, you know, major, whatever you want to like call it. Like a mainstream it, outlet. Mainstream entities that was sort of like saying, eh, this, this is okay. It's not just, you know, degenerate you know, punk rock activity. Yeah. Yeah. My brother definitely had that Jesse Roach. I got to look. I'm sure it's got to be on the internet somewhere else. It's I'll probably still up. in my mom's closet. To be <laughs> <laughs> but all the footage they show of Jesse was filmed by Peter. Yep. Can you refresh us a little bit about when, where, and how you, I mean, this is recycled footage from band this. So what yeah, was at the Fallbrook ramp? Dom was there also that day. Uh, that was the, that was my crazy trip of driving Jesse, Dom, Chet, and Bucky all over town and like babysitting them. <laughs> just craziness. I, it's, I mean, just looking back that I was the chaperone for all these kids and parents were handing them over to me is just insane. And can you uh, refresh us on the uh, vert filming uh, tips that Robert gave you? You don't oh, want to, you don't want to disorient the. the yes, the exactly. Never cross the stage line. So you should always be shooting from the same direction. Otherwise it'll look like they went uh, up one side and then went back up that same side with, rather than going over there. I think I did okay on this one. It was the uh, yeah. Yeah. ramp that I lost my mind trying to do that the one in Tennessee. <laughs> so great. So great. And then I also, at the end, uh, his 540, um, Burial. Burial. Um, that was faked. He never landed it. No. He eventually learned them, but yeah. refaked that one. And I showed Stacy, and Stacy was all hyped. And he's like, oh my God, he's finally landed one. And, and then re he quickly realized I duped him. <laughs> oh, because you cut to the other angle yeah. for the land or whatever. Yep. There you go. And Stacy's like, I, I don't even know why I fell for that. That's like my move to do. Follow <laughs> <laughs> magic. Totally, yep. dude. <laughs> so great that reminds me of one there's one shot in the mcgill section of public domain where he does i think they string together three mctwists in a row you remember yeah. that on the verb yeah. and there's one where he has just not even close to enough speed to even make it up the wall and then they cut and he's like in the middle of a mctwist and it's like no fucking way dude yeah he's like lands he's super slow and then he's yeah. like in the air yeah. at a yeah. million miles an hour <laughs> that's rad uh, but again, this this show is moving very rapidly. You don't get you know, just a minute or two with Jesse. And then Taters gives us a coming up after the break bumper. So I guess that's like our first commercial break here. And then they come back from break and we get the Sydney the Bulldog and Lance Mountain board chase 
what, I don't know what 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 is this? You know, uh, board theft, burglary. Yeah, burglary. burglary it happens. Yeah. So this is straight out of public domain, filmed by uh, Robert Kittila, and then that transitions us into the skate obstacle segment with Lance Mountain and uh, Matthew Lynn. And this is kind of, I guess, the precursor to the Lance in you know in the board shop with Lance segment. Yep. Like a little how-to segment with Lance. Did that segment have a proper title? Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched the head or anything. I think it was just called this, yeah, the skate shop or the board shop. I think in the shop with in Lance shop. or something. Yeah, something like that. I'll have to go back and look. But yeah. I love that Lance is you know dancing around the idea that you just steal the parking block. He never says yeah. it. Like, oh, yeah. you can go to a construction <laughs> yeah. store. Yeah, they're they're just around, you know, you just yeah. end up with one somehow. <laughs> so good. Which a, I, I tried to do that one time. I, I took, there's a school on the edge of my neighborhood and I took a parking block and set it on my board oh, yeah. and uh, I was pushing it home. I thought I would just put it in my driveway or out, out front of my house and uh sheriff rolls up and he's like, Hey, what are you doing? And there's never been a cop ever in my neighborhood. So someone saw me or someone at the school and uh, called the cops. And thankfully he was just like, just go put it back. You know, I wasn't like, Oh, that's you know, cool. I didn't didn't call you got, my parents or you whatever. got that thing on your on your board all by yourself. You just yeah yeah really yeah with like the the end had kind of like a chip in it, so you could kind uh-huh. of get your fingers up there or underneath oh. it to kind of like first get it up. Yeah, and those then, things are heavy. I mean, obviously it goes without saying, but we have one at our kind of park, and dude, it takes two dudes to move it. But we're yeah. old too. Where there's a will, there's a way, though. That's right. Then. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. And it did a number on your grip tape as you were sliding. Oh, away. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just would, I don't even know how any board would survive that, dude. <laughs> and I but don't yeah. even know, like, what would my parents, like, suddenly there's a parking curve, like, in the driveway? Like, where did this come from? I don't know. Well, I like how two of the obstacles in this section are essentially the same thing. Like, you have, like, the, the slider bar, which is, like, just a curb. It's, like, just a curb you make yourself with PVC. You do the same tricks on it. Yeah. And then there's a curb curb. But there's a great Matt Lynn cringe line in here, another one. Uh he says like like Lance is going to show us how to create your own skate area in the backyard without destroying mom's hand plants. <laughs> it's like uh funny. All right, Matt, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He had his list. It was like Johnny Red. He had his list of like trick names to to reference and he's yeah. just like, "Yeah. Just slide it in whenever you can even if it doesn't make sense." Yeah. But the plywood box obstacle was pretty interesting. Yeah, I think the the rail slide bar and that box were part of the, I think that would get folded up inside the Powell mini ramp because mm. they would bring some street obstacles with them too. And it looked like, you know, the one when I saw the demos in 88 and 89, it was like that kind of blue wood kind of color. So I'm guessing it was just like when they brought the mini ramp up there, they brought some other stuff. You know what jumped out at me watching it yesterday? the he calls it a board slide and i was like i I started to question i'm like did my group call it rail slides and was it wrong but we did call them rail yeah we called them rail slides slides. yeah yeah Yeah, and i i never knew when it started to transition i was like oh when they got rid of rails it must have been a board slide but he calls it a board slide there yeah i was also kind of blown away this one guy does a kickflip to 50 50 on on the i was like wow that's really advanced for 1990 yeah there was two dudes uh, nick and charlie yeah i guess yep. they were just people that worked at the on the show but yeah yeah well let me let me reference that list let me see if we have there was no nick on the list that you have but there was a charles okay so who knows 
yeah charles Sachs jr and then you said no nick yeah interesting yeah. well uh-huh. he got a vo- he got a voice credit he didn't get a uh he got a trick dude he got a trick yeah. in skate tv yeah that's, that's pretty, pretty sick. good yeah <laughs> and then i thought when they go to talk about the uh the rail slide bar Matthew Lynn's walking backwards. I thought this dude was going to back right in, step into the pool and like trip oh, for a second. It looks like he's just going to one more step and he's in the deep end. I'm a big fan of the PVC slider, dude. Me too. You know. Yeah. I love them. I'm ready to go on that. I have one. Month. I have one. I haven't touched in years. I, I know. I remember seeing it. Yeah. 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 Where you could just go for days at dude. skate camp. They had one that was like, you know, 30 feet long. Feet long. Yeah. It was something yeah. crazy. Yeah, Savannah Slam style. Yeah. And then here we also get the first skate safety message, which uh, they were kind of really pushing the skate safety. I guess that was maybe a concern for Nickelodeon, you know, like we don't want to get sued or, you know, we're broadcasting this to general audiences that may have not skated before. So we got to kind of be careful. That's probably true. You know, it still got me excited to see the, you know, the, the obstacles. Like, oh, I would have loved to have had those. And I did have ver- versions of it, but new ones are always awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that we used to build, they were always like this, the length of a curb. I don't know why we ever we never made them bigger, but it was always, I don't know why. I have no idea why, because we're stupid. But like, <laughs> like, let's cut this two by four in half instead of just like, but yeah, I always wanted to have one with, with actual proper metal coping on it. And we always had PVC because we were too... A, we were too poor to afford actual metal coping, and B, we would have not the slightest inclination on how to drill through it. Oh yeah, to get it into the. <laughs> we would just like hammer nails into through the PVC, and we're like, ah, that's good enough. Yeah, it should be like drilling a, a hole to put yeah, the nail. No, you just no, just go for it. Nope. My dad welded one for me, so I was nice. the one metal metal slider in town, dude. Nice. And plus. It just rails felt so much better on metal than they did on other plastic. Such a good sound. Oh, yeah. It's the best. I'm going to go build one now. Yeah, there you go. All right. So next segment, also hosted by Matthew Lynn. This is Cab in, in the Pool. And this is like the best, probably in the best interview on the show right here. Cab is an ultimate professional. He speaks well. Mm-hmm. He's giving good answers. He's already been, you know, He's like decades deep already. He's he's been interviewed before. He knows what to do. He's just he's just perfect here. So this is interesting, Larry, because do we have an do we have another repeat guest on Skate TV? Because Cab makes another appearance. Yeah, I think so. Like I think they had Lance. Well, Lance, of course. Oh, Lance was on all the time. But I mean, as far as like a guest guest. Yeah, well, they, I think, well, I guess the way I'll refer, like they had Lance interviewed like in the deep end, kind of like this. And then yeah. they had like the remote segment at his house. Mm-hmm. There's probably like another, you know, I mean, he, I get, but he was kind of like, I feel like Lance was almost like a cast member almost. Yeah, that show, is though. true. But I mean, There's, Caballero had two different interview sec- segments in that Skate is true. life. Yeah, there's probably. Yeah, because well, here later on we've got Hosoy, and then we've had oh, Hosoy does come back, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. You're recycled. Right. Yeah, you're right. You get the right. pool one. You get you get a remote. Yeah, segment yeah. Layer. yeah. Okay. Well, this is something we can keep track of as we yeah we should go through we these. Should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is important information. Yeah, people want right to here. know how many times calves. It's really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the least the least like awkward interview in this in this episode. 
Yeah. Did you catch the little faction line? Yes, I wrote it down right here. Oh, I missed Kids that. are the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's funny. He, yeah, he's quoting like almost like exact quote of faction lyrics. And he's when got we the were... same helmet from Band This in the My Ship slow mo yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. So this must be like right after. So what did Mark say? So Band This premieres in November 89. Mm-hmm. They took a little break through the holidays. So January, that's kind of when they started scheming and, and planning Skate TV. They do this pilot. The pilot airs. July 4th, 90 gets picked up. And then so say like January into the fall, they're filming and then they had three in the can and then they started airing and it was kind of like they were still finishing the other episodes while it was airing kind of thing. Yeah. How many total were there? 13 13. episodes. Yeah. So man, we got banned this. We got propaganda. Hey, let's do a 13 episode television show right in between. I know that's insane. That's yeah, so it's really work. crazy. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Let's see what else. And then his skating in this pool is just, it's so good. It's top notch. So good. I wanted to see him with a remote control car. Yes, there was a, a heavy, you know, an era of Caballero where he was like the RC car guy. Like I think in multiple skate videos, there'd be like a little B-roll clip of him driving an RC car or you'd read in trans world. He was like racing and winning contests, driving these cars. So there was a, an era where cab was the RC car guy. It's pretty, pretty funny. He has these tangents throughout his career where he really dives deep into it. Like with music, I thought at a certain point he may not stop skating. He was so deep into music. And then the motorcycle thing yeah. as late yep. is crazy. Or Cab the Artist. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Or toy collecting, just collecting. Like he amassed like this massive collection of like skateboards from the 60s in like <laughs> a month. Or it was like he had like hundreds of them. I don't know if people were like donating them or I, it was crazy, but yeah, when he gets yeah. into something, man, he he's all water. in. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So then we get the first ever in the deep end with skate master Tate. And you can kind of see the germs of how the segment would kind of get a little more refined later on, but you get the gist of it here. So I love the opening shot where that pans down the Tate in the deep end and the two skaters do the double carve, like going the opposite way behind them. Super cool way to start that out. And then he introduces beef of the week. And he says something where he refers to it as like, this is the second thing I'm mentioning kind of thing where he doesn't say we're starting out, you know, like, so next up, I don't know. There's something he said. I can't remember. I should have wrote it down where he's referencing what I'm about to say is like the second thing on my list. I'm set to talk about. I don't know. It was kind of. Oh, kind there was of no first thing. Yeah, there was no first thing. So he caught it was as he was rehearsing. Maybe he was always like, okay, and this next part, you know, and then it's the next part, and then he's starting it. And he's like, okay, this next part, where it's like, but oh, this is not. I mean, it's the first part. How can it be the next part? But a simple little error. So we get beef of the week. We get Lance Mountain slamming at Kevin Harris's skate park. We get that classic Stacy Peralta collision originally seen in uh, free, free, is it freewheeling or yeah, it's freewheeling. I can never, sometimes I goof up if it's freewheeling or freestyling, but it is freewheeling that movie from the seventies and then recycled into public domain. And then the third one, I didn't know it was like the guy slamming and landing on his board going for a ride. Yeah. Wearing the light blue. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who yeah. that is? No, I thought that was McGill, but 
I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't recognize that one, the skater, or if it was like in from a skate video or anything. It almost looks like it might be Jim Gray. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know if that's right or not. Yeah. Just kind of got that Jim Gray haircut from back then. <laughs> then we've got Trick of the Week, which is Tony Hawk's Stalefish McTwist, right out of band this. Mm-hmm. And you can see that spit the camera spinning like through the bottom of the frame, which is cool to see. I like the way they just throw it out. It's like, oh, and here's the trick of the week. A stale fish. <laughs> At first, I was like watching him like, oh, it's like a trick that we're going to learn or something. <laughs> no, yeah. no, totally un- uncannable. <laughs> That's amazing. And then we've got the home viewer video. And it's interesting we're kind of doing this now because our previous episode which is uh, the interviews with the video it yourself guys from band this it's almost like they must have got good feedback from that maybe or maybe they were just getting a lot of tapes so they kind of trickled this into skate tv like let's get some user submitted footage and sprinkling it which i always i love to see all these segments but for this first one it's a little kind of manufactured i guess in a way to kind of bait the kids to send in you know because how would you know that you could be on tv if you haven't you know they have to set it up to get get the footage yeah so you peter you are credited with this so again you just nothing did you did you know that you you knew these guys though right or i i knew young men and he skated for renee's back in the day and he was 12 and under and guy mariano was 12 and under so they would like battle it out both of them were over 12 during this time <laughs> of course i think young was like 14 and guy was 13 but uh he was i mean he's doing a lot of tech here but i knew him back when he was like a powerful skater he uh at beneficial jaquan uh-huh. he would um on the side uh where you know guy does that uh last board slide in video days he would Ollie, Ollie, those steps, grab front side and do these massive like Christ airs down the steps, wow. just like full straight body and pull it back in. So just Damn. early grabbing a Christ air down some stairs. Yeah. No ramp, it just like off powerful. the floor. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And is he sponsored by Powell here? Because he's fully like laced up Powell. Pro. I don't think so. No? I, okay. I don't think he ever was. I, I mean, there was a lot of that crew that, I mean, of course you know, they were angling and Renee was trying to, you know, get as many people on as possible. So they were trying to represent. Mm-hmm. And then John Duff, the other skater here, I, I, I reckon, I already recognized him here or very shortly after. I can't remember. He's in the first new deal video, which I can't remember if it came out right around this time or a little bit after. So I think it I, a little after. Yeah. So he was a skater. He's in the in the first New Deal video. Maybe even the opening part. I can't remember. He's in there somewhere. I haven't watched a New I Deal video. Go watch that again. Yeah. So yeah, John had a little bit of skate career, and uh, oh, I was just gonna say, useless wooden toys. Was yes. that the first New Deal? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if the guy that actually filmed this segment watched this and saw Peter got credited and was bummed. <laughs> like, Probably. Dang it. Yeah. I bet that happened. I'm sure. (laughs) Stacy called me for some footage of my buddies. I can't wait. I'm going to see it. Uh, Peter, who's Peter? Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. But both these guys are ripping. Dude, for sure. Yeah. 
it's almost like the most advanced stuff in the in the whole video is these two unknown guys in the home yeah. viewer section and then finally in the skate master tape deep end ban this premiere footage and like a teaser because this is you know when this came out ban this was only a few months or i guess when they filmed it, it was only a couple months old so matt this footage here yeah line up with your memories of, of attending yeah. oh yeah 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 definitely so Running this is how stairs. uh yeah you know we no, i didn't i didn't run up the stairs but uh i think who i don't know if those are is that steve and tony and ray underhill and i don't know who it is running up those stairs i didn't look oh i think it's just kids like just kids to go in is yeah. it maybe it was yeah i mean dude yeah for sure and these shots in the lobby with the kind of yeah. mob autograph oh yeah 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 absolutely yeah mm-hmm. i mean all of that i was it was uh it was total pandemonium so all of that lobby stuff was after the all the shots of tony doing the autographs and ray getting you know and all those stickers getting tossed out that was all after the premiere happened there okay. was everybody was kind of went upstairs into this big ballroom and there was like snacks and you know then that's when all the those dudes came in and got mobbed so interesting it was fun though man that was a that was an amazing night and honestly the uh at least one of the guys that in that shot in uh that crowd is a listener of the show that's actually how this ended up digitizing ended up this digitized. tape yeah, yeah so we got an email from so when they show tony signing those autographs and then it cuts to the crowd of the camera panning across like the front row in, in the theater like, so those, like and the crowd went wild yeah something. and those three or four guys sitting there they've been looking for this footage this episode for like 20 or 30 years and they couldn't find it this you know unbeknowing to me i figured this episode like all the other 12 were already online somewhere but they wrote in and just saying like hey by any chance do you know where we could find that and i was like yeah i have it in a box in the garage i'll dig it out for you guys and then that was like not a good way to store my tape as you can tell by the uh (laughs) (laughs) the quality of this upload or whatever but man so psyched to be able to to connect these guys with this footage sadly i can't remember the gentleman's name i should have looked were you, it up were you able to see them when it when it pans by yeah, yeah. like so there's yeah you they're like the first guys they showed so there's tony uh signing an autograph and then it cuts to the theater and the camera kind of pans by the the front row of the crowd and it's those those kids that's right very prominently featured so they've been looking for this clip forever and uh, they just happened to write in asking if we knew where they could find it. And they, they had even gone to the lengths of contacting Nickelodeon and writing letters to Nickelodeon to see wow. if they could get a copy. And uh, I'm technically in that shot somewhere. You're in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But so uh, I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing to see this because I had never seen footage. I had, I had forgotten about it. Like I said, my memory when I would think back to this first episode is for whatever reason, it's that Nottis interview and him, especially doing that Ollie over the five dimes. Yeah. And I would think I would have remembered this because I, back then I was still like all loved all about the videos and the Powell videos. So I'm blown away that I wasn't like, Oh my God, premiere footage from band this, but I had forgotten about it. So I was super psyched to see that stuff too. Yeah. There's precious little of it. I, I would love to see what else they have from that night. Yeah. They probably, it was, were- recording a bunch of stuff yeah yeah and that place looks exactly the same exactly the same like i was there i've been there for a couple of we had a work event there i've been there for a couple of weddings 
and um, it's the same. Like you go in there, nothing's changed. Ballroom looks the same. The That's concert cool. theater looks the same. There's no professor didactic cardboard cutout stuffed in the closet. Unfortunately, anywhere. not. Still no, there. No. Still there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sydney I know. So listen, I got to tell you, I know a guy that has one of them. What? I Who? do. Is it the guy from Splash? It's not the guy from Splash. His name's Barry. And we were talking. I don't know him very well, but we were talking about that. And he's like, oh, I have one of those. I took one that night. I'm like, you got to be kidding. Uh, and I asked him if he'd sell it. And then the conversation just stopped. It was, on, it is, was on Facebook. Is he local to you? He's a local guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've skated. You got to go times. get a photo with that. or you gotta, Yeah. 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 Throw your yeah. arm around it. We'll put <laughs> yeah. that on our uh, one day, Matt, after the series concludes, Matt and I are going to do a road trip from the East Coast to the West Coast. And we're going to visit all these little artifacts and skate spots that have been in all these videos. Amazing. Yeah. We'll bring the professor along. He'll, yeah, he'll we'll ride shotgun. Go we'll ride shotgun. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The backseat. Yeah, I forgot to tell you that. That yeah. was like a few months ago that I had that conversation. He's like, oh, yeah, I told I, I snaked one that night. He's walked out with it. Wow. He's had it in his basement or whatever ever since. Yeah. That's amazing. I yep. need to see that. Yep. But that is the the basis of the In the Deep End segment with Skate Master Tate. Which when I, my general memories or thinkings of the show in general is kind of this, the Skate Master Tate in the deep end segment. And here we are. This is the first one. So many good uh, little clips to come. It's also where we first learn about the, the attack video was on Skate TV and seeing That's that right. clip and mention. We like, if they wasn't mentioned there, it would, you know, I never would have known about that till the 2000s or whatever when the internet, you know, YouTube arrived or something do you think that powell saw a boost in video sales because of skate tv because it's almost like commercials for powell at times it could be i would love to know their sales number i was thinking about this this morning because i'm insane and i i'm thinking about these videos at all times they ran those remember like in the back of thrasher those like third page like column ads the mail order yeah. They ran those from 1984 to like 1992. Every month in Thrasher and Transworld were people, I they, they must have been getting enough orders off those for them to like want to keep doing them. But I was just like, that's just crazy that so many people were like mailing checks to Powell for a, a VHS yeah. tape, you know? Mm-hmm. I would I say they I probably did. That way. Yeah. I would like to, I would think that because you know, skateboarding at this point in time was still pretty underground in, in the general mainstream scheme of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like if you weren't just into it, however you got into it, you probably didn't know a lot about it. But, you know, Nickelodeon was definitely not underground. So, I, you know, I would think that like there's probably a lot of people that got a, a start in skateboarding through this. And I don't know if it necessarily maybe led to Powell sales, but I think it probably spawned some skateboarders and you know what i mean just from kids being like oh i didn't know this was a thing yeah i mean it would have to be i mean because i got into it from seeing you know about 45 seconds of skateboarding in back to the future right was enough for me to want to get a skateboard you know so if you're seeing you know a half an hour of skateboarding every sunday for 13 weeks in a row then you're probably getting really hyped to go get a skateboard but you saw a cab you know right there with his He's got his graphic out, facing out. 
He's got yeah. the shirt. Cam he's got on his helmet. helmet. He's, got yeah. the he's advertising. Yeah, he knew. He knew how to market. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on point, wasn't he, for this? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the ultimate professional. Yeah, yeah. All right, so pretty much our final segment here, we're at home with Christian Hasoy. And uh, this is the first video footage of Christian's new half pipe at his home in Hollywood. And this is the house formerly lived in or owned, I guess, by uh, MC Fields. You mean WC reason, Fields? Or, excuse Fields. me, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. WC Fields. I remember that was always mentioned. You know, every little, like, photo you know, that was ever taken on his ramp, you know, at Kristen's house, which was formerly, you know, it was like mentioned everywhere. That's wild. I've never heard that. That's yeah. Great. But his entrance into the interview is so wild here. I can't believe they just decided to go with that and not do another take. Cause it's just so like, I don't know how he just, it's just wild and crazy. So he flies out onto the deck and kind of loses his balance and instead of falling, he obviously has to do a, a knee bail to kind of save himself. But it just it just makes it wild and it's so crazy. It's like so why good, would they though. not be like, okay, cut, Christian? Maybe like, don't come in so hot. Maybe you know, just <laughs> pop out normal instead of a ten foot air under the deck. So it's so good though. I'm so yeah, glad yeah. they kept it. Yeah, and they make it like a teaching moment. They're like, yeah. that's, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's why you wear your pads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you guys notice that the uh, music from this section is the Jim Thebow public domain? Yeah, music? Skate Master yes. Tate song. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then also Eddie Radigi is here just hanging out. Hanging out. Yeah, getting background props here during the interview. Interesting to hear Christian mention this large contest that's coming up in Japan. And is this also maybe the contest that Nadas is referencing? He's talking about how he just went, you know, Nadas is talking about how he just recently went to Japan and the skaters Ooh. weren't is up to date i don't know like maybe one was filmed before the contest another one after so you're kind of getting these yeah, before I, and after reference points i don't know it's just something that popped in my head but christian mentions first place for this contest was going to be six thousand dollars and he's like it's groundbreaking or yeah this is like it. yeah wow that's crazy because now what, yeah. do, what do kids win now like 100 grand or something yeah. He yeah. said, you know, there's a $50,000 purse. And I'm like, whoa, that's pretty good. And he's like, and first prize gets six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's come, it's come quite a long ways here. But dude, he's just killing this ramp. Oh, I know. I was going to yeah. mention the skating oh here. God. This is kind of like Vert's original last, last days right here. I think where definitely he, it's like, I don't even know if Nickelodeon could do the show a year later without It'd be a different show. That's yeah, because sure. the wheels would be small and it would be these little slow flippy tricks and just wouldn't look as cool. Yeah. You know, it. I don't know. Vert skating has like, if you're putting it on the t TV, Vert is the appeal, I think. Because sometimes I'll try to watch like Street League will come on and I'll try to watch it as if I didn't know anything about skateboarding. And you would just be like, what is this? Because I see like people like, Okay, they're jumping downstairs and then they walk and they didn't land it and they go back up and they jumped on and nothing for like 20 minutes not one single trick has been landing or the i just like how does the general public view this they must be like what the hell is this so vert skating i think you get oh you go up you go in the air and you go up in You're the air scoring. You know? yeah yeah so we get yeah. you know so skate tv is kind of capturing this last of the late eight i mean it, it's 1990 here but this is like the end of the a lot of this is like the last time you'll see a lot of these guys prominently featured, you know, like 
Absolutely. Like Joe Johnson is on an episode of the show. Yeah. Do we ever see Joe Johnson after 1990? Like, I don't know. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. This was definitely a record of the, yeah, the last days of the, the eighties heyday uh, before the big sea change came along. Mm -hmm. It's really fortunate that this show happened. It really, honestly, you know, to, to, to get a lot of this stuff, otherwise it'd just be lost, you know, like, yeah. you did, I don't know. It's cool to see it. Because you're seeing a lot of like you're seeing a lot of that stuff kind of sneaking in, even like in that the the home viewer segment. You know, there's like some pretty tech flat ground, you know, stuff happening in that little scene, and you're like, oh, okay, this is this is what's coming, you know. Yeah. And a year later, like you said, like that's all it was, you know, Verb is dead or whatever. You know, there were also contests where you got to see Hosoi, but there wasn't just straight up footage of Hosoi that often, like just ripping at the ramp or like you know yeah this kind of ollie tail grab and this like ollie-oop back smith grind they kind of highlight in the end both super awesome it's just so so flowing and fluid on these things yeah he's just style dude he like, said he just learned the trick but it just like learns so smooth and yeah it's like perfect. it's all completely perfect no yeah. nothing sketchy about it and then you can hear him he's like he does that Ollie tail grab and he's kind of speaking while he's talking to the camera. He's talking to the cameraman like, okay, the next one's going to be, and then he, he comes around again, is going to be on the, is it going to be on the coping? But I don't know. The cameraman is still getting ready to, so he missed that first grind and Christian even kind of notices it. And he's like, I'm going to do it again. And he comes back around and then the cameraman knows to like film the coping instead of getting ready to pan up in the air. It's pretty <laughs> interesting. So he knows how to control the Christian knows how to control the, uh, the whole scene apparently whoever was filming didn't get the crash course in yeah out of but then and who would they peter uh, did from robert Kittle. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> robert wouldn't stand for this poor film no. um but yeah i wonder i know they would send out uh don hoffman or maybe even mark himself mark hunt mm -hmm. maybe even yeah film this i don't know so then we kind of just got a taters and matthew lynn outro again they mentioned to skate safe and they kind of sign off the show and then we get the closing credits with uh, a lot of just Justice. the pool, like some B-roll from the pool, which I felt like feel like all the episodes kind of ended that way. Mm -hmm. We just kind of get some uh, some raw B-roll of things happening in the pool. And that's about it. That's the that's the pilot episode slash first episode of Skate TV. Do we know where this pool was? Pink Motel. That's the Pink, oh, Motel. That the Pink Motel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they took that over for a month. They built up, they built those big wooden walls to uh, kind of hide the junk cars that were like hanging out back, like from <laughs> Animal Chin and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So That's what's right. funny is when we, if I, I don't know if you've listened to that Mark Hunt interview, but um, he tells that he told us that uh, when they went in there and they painted it all, they they graffitied the pool, they built all that stuff up. When they left, they just left it there. Like they didn't, they didn't clean it, they didn't repaint the pool. They, they just left it. No one cared, apparently. They just sort of, yeah, came and filmed for whatever it was, a few weeks, filmed everything, got out, and that was it. <laughs> it's pretty crazy how detailed they painted the pool, not knowing if it would be picked up. You know, like, hey, we need a pool painted for maybe you're going to see like 10 minutes in a, in a TV show. Like, they really went all out, you know. All their efforts went into the painting. Yeah, the, the whole budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys, any final thoughts on this episode? No, that was really great to be able to go back and see that again, though. 
thank you for tracking it down in your garage. Yeah, who knew this one was missing? Because we had talked about it before. Like if you went on YouTube and you put in, you know, Skate TV episode one, it's just some other random episode. Yeah, they're all they're like one mis mislabeled, I think, or something. Yeah. But as soon as you you sent it to me, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. I you know, the Nadas part, the uh yeah. I mean, honestly, Larry, if you hadn't who this might be, I mean, you might honestly have the last specimen of this that's out there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows, but it could very well be. I mean, we wouldn't have been able to do this episode, so right. Thankfully, we we got yeah. it going. But it this yeah, this is a lot of fun to see. You can kind of see. I mean, the show does get a lot better. I think you know with the hosting yeah. and just getting Matthew more comfortable with skate lingo and just being around skaters and stuff like that. So you know he's coming in as an outsider and he's supposed to look like he's buddy buddy with all these guys and stuff. So. A lot of that issue, I mean, I haven't like watched ahead, but I feel like that kind of goes away. Like he gets more comfortable on the camera and then interacting with these guys and stuff. So, yeah. And then, and then taters, I feel like he does taters would do the, the pool interviews too, right? Like the cab part in this episode would be like later. The future ones are, I think we're always, cause they would put like the pool skaters or like older cats. So they would have like, taters do the interview the older guys i think oh, i never put, really kind of thought about it like that and they were kind of like you know say where they would have dave duncan or gator on there or whatever like skate master tate knew all those guys you know i yeah. don't know they just feel like they kind of balanced out the matt skate master tate a little better later on too well who would have ever thought that matt lynn would go on to be like a respected hollywood actor yeah that was crazy you know? i'm trying to think when i first saw him would it be scream was that kind of his Scream, first? Scream. He was in Hackers. That might have predated Scream. Okay. But he was. Yeah, in a he few, was. Yeah. He blew up for a while. He was. Yeah. Acting all the time. Shaggy. Yeah. He's in the Scooby Doo movie. I think he still does the cartoon voice. I think. Yeah, I think he does actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, it it got better. It definitely got better. It always retained that powerfulness. You know, I think that's why it it works well for this podcast because it's such exactly. a it's just like a Powell video with a segmented into 13 episodes yeah directed by stacy you know yeah. the visual kind of art direction yeah, like we, is craig yeah. stasek yeah totally. so it's yeah you know you get a little lizard it's going the across lizard. the screen you get <laughs> right. a, some hubcaps you get a tail fin off a of cadillac you know right. you, get, you, get, you get those powell deck chairs that kind of were all oh, over yeah. the set this was right around the time that skating went into its next dip though wasn't it Mm-hmm. Wondering Definitely. that's why there was no second second season exactly maybe. like i said you know like if this was a year later like i don't think you you couldn't you couldn't have done it well later. and the uh skating became way less wholesome in the in the next couple of years yeah it just became very big mean. brother magazine yeah and yeah and very focusing dirty. boards and yeah drinking 40s 40s and, and, yeah baggy yeah. pants yeah yeah i didn't like that back then me neither <laughs> me either i i didn't either i really didn't like yeah. i and, and i'm not like some you know goody goody whatever like you know i'm into some bullshit but like yeah that whole vibe of just like oh we're just gonna talk shit and put all these ads out talking shit and everybody's just gonna be like hating on each other and yeah there'd be fights in the videos like, yeah oh. you know it just it wasn't for me man yeah, yeah. give me some fish tails and some rip grip <laughs> you know we're good to go. 
Give me some Sydney to Bulldog skits, you know. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah. And some Tate. Skate Master Tate. You gotta love him. Tate. Yeah. Some Peter McEwen. Yeah, right Peter. <laughs> All right, guys. So I think that's gonna wrap it up. Peter, thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you. I am. Uh, I'm gonna wait on watching all the skate uh, TV episodes till the episode your episodes come out, so I can watch them together. Nice, right. perfect, <laughs> dude. Thanks so much for coming back on, man. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks for having me. Dude. As I said, last year was so much fun, and I, it was just such a great response to things. It made my year. Oh wow! Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, people loved that video, man. People, I mean, not not that video, that episode. It was uh. Yeah, it was one of the, like I said, it was one of my favorites by yeah. far. Yeah, so, I like guys... talking to all the filmers, like you and Robert, you know, and, yeah. and Mark, like just getting like all those great behind the scene details. That's like what the show is all about, you know? Yeah. I love that Robert, because uh, I still remember that roller skate rig with the hockey stick thing. And I love that he's like, oh, it worked terribly. Because <laughs> we all saw that video of, you know, uh, chasing Mike Vallely and it was like oh my god this thing is so crazy yeah. and he, I knew he never used it while I was there but I didn't realize was it was because it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> yeah just experimenting and he built all kinds of crazy camera apparatus yeah he had some nice things to say about you he was like oh, I remember Peter he was a nice yeah. guy yeah I, was yeah. Like, I got all nervous at the, as that came yeah. up <laughs> like no I don't remember him at all yeah all right and there goes Peter Man, sad to see him go. I'm sad to see like all our guests go. We go on this journey, we get together, we have great conversations, and then it's over. And then, like, sadly, we have to move on to our next episode. I wish I could just yeah. hang out with everybody all the time. So, well, the cool thing is, like, they can always come back. You know, yes, that's true. Yeah, like I'm, I was, I was super happy to have Peter back on. Me too, definitely. Yeah. One of my, one of my favorites. So, such a nice dude. Thank you again to Peter for gracing us with your presence we really appreciate it yep we love it we love it all right matt it looks like the mailbag is pretty full this week and you've kind of got your work cut out for you here it is full man let's do it all right let's do it and now the bones brigade audio show mailbag okay so russell w writes in and he says i've been listening since the start y'all never disappoint I've started going back and rewatching the videos as a refresher prior to listening to the podcast. I remarried last year and the kids and I re relocated from Stockdale, Texas, outside of San Antonio to Midlothian, Texas, which is south of Dallas. I'm still making trips back and forth and the Bones Brigade audio show is about the only thing that can make I-35 traffic bearable. Keep them coming, Russell. Nice, Russell. Thanks for listening, Thank you, man. You should uh, next time you're cruising the 35, make a little pit stop in Belton, and I'll uh, give you a high five, and you can continue on your way. Absolutely, dude. Yep. You know what I'm I'm always surprised by is the amount of people that have told us that they will go back and watch, or rewatch, or preemptively watch episodes in anticipation of our review of them. Oh yeah, yeah. So they That's get the really, content fresh in their really head. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if we we must throw them on some curveballs so they're probably like, all right, you guys don't so and so know. video is next, and then we hit them with yeah. an interview or a skate. We team got one. Videos. We got one coming where it's going to be. I don't know if you're going to have any luck listening or watching it. We might have to put that one up. Yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah. have it up for sure. 
Yeah, we got one. If you guys think we've thrown you some curveballs before, just just wait. Yes, and there's Matt a, and I have ball. not even seen this video yet. That's how weird it is. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll uh, get back to that. Uh, so we have Ben J, and he writes, "Listening to the video yourself episode right now, but just wanted to comment on a couple things. Number one, the location of that bump to wall ride ramp was downtown Muncie, Indiana." Pretty sure the YMCA put on that contest. Two, I was also with the world premiere of Bandless in St. Louis, and I still have the playbill from the show. I could scan that and send it to you guys if you'd be into that. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, thank you, Ben. We'll so, Matt, would that be the, the same uh, thing that you you have probably? Yeah, I have it. Yeah, I okay. do have it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically like, well, I have everything from that night. I have the, the invite, and I have the... Uh, uh, like a ticket, ticket stub, stub. Yeah. I have, yeah but yeah the playbill was basically like a uh it just looked like the cover of band this and inside was i think a professor didactic quote and some mm-hmm. mine is signed on the back in silver paint pen by ray barbie and i wish i'd gotten the rest of them to sign it but it was just it was crazy that night and it was t- hard to kind of wrangle everybody to sign That's everything cool. yeah someone wrote in this i'm just reminded now someone wrote in at one point I have to follow up with him. He grabbed like a stack of those playbills or whatever, the yellow, mm-hmm. it's like a folded mm-hmm. thing. And he sent in a picture. He had like 50 of them. And wow. he's like, I'll send you one if you want one. I was like, hell yeah, send me one. He never did. So I'm going to, I'm going to dig up that email and, and oh, man. check in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> All right. So here's a fun one. This is um Ed N and I will, uh, just tell you guys, Ed is an old friend of mine okay. from St. Louis. All right. Who I, I actually lost touch with, uh, kind of like lost track of years ago. Did he, did he move away or something? He moved away. Yeah. You know, he and I were, were uh, we were friends with a few of the same people. Ed and I, I would say, were definitely friends. We probably hung out, the two of us, you know, a handful of times. We were always kind of running with these this crew of dudes that we would always hang out on the weekends and stuff and go to like, I don't know. We did all sorts of fun stuff. So edit really cool guy. And we actually kind of reconnected through the, uh, the podcast. He actually stumbled upon the podcast. I was like, Oh my God, it's, it's Matt. It's Matt, anyway, my he, buddy, Matt. He gets to it in here. I'm going to read this, this email from Ed's kind of long, but this is an old friend of mine, Ed. Uh, Ed's awesome. I'm so glad that we have reconnected because Ed was just a, a rad dude back in the day. And, and, and remain such. So here we go. Nice. Uh, hello, Larry and Matt. Love the podcast. I feel like it's gotten better and better with each episode. Great work. I'm actually an old friend of Matt's from what feels like a lifetime ago when I lived in St. Louis for a few years. I stumbled onto the podcast completely by chance and was like, weird, that guy Matt's voice sounds so familiar. A little online digging and I found out it was indeed the one and the same Matt Picker. The one and only. That's right. I was inspired to write in after your recent discussion of the Cedar Crest Country Club documentary. I always wondered if you guys would discuss this film as some Bones Brigade brigadiers have brief cameos. I love how this movie really captures the feel of that era with all the great 80s footage and music and the experience many skaters from that time had of hearing about some random ramp in the woods somewhere and going to seek it out. In the documentary, the Sunshine House Surf Shop in Bethesda, Maryland is mentioned. This is the shop where I got my first real skateboard, the white Caballero pig board. 
Even though I only skated a few years in high school before I started driving and was never any good at it whatsoever, it still holds a foundational place in my person. I can still see, feel, and smell exactly what it was like to walk into that skate shop 35 years later. The shop is long gone now, but I often think about going over to the neighborhood where it stood to see if somehow some kind of magical portal will open up and allow me to walk into the Sunshine House one last time. Just one other funny story about searching ramps out. A friend in school who actually was good at skating told us there was a ramp out in the woods in nearby suburb Rockville, Maryland, by the White Flint Mall that he knew about and could take us to. We took the metro out there one day after school, skated a ways out, and on a road through a wooded area, suddenly there was a little dirt path that led into the trees. We followed it, eventually coming out into a clearing, and there was the coolest thing I'd ever seen, a real-life half-pipe built in the middle of the woods. It felt like being an animal chin or something. I went straight up to the deck and dropped in. I had never been anywhere near a half-pipe, but had seen plenty of videos, right? And proceeded to fall straight to the flat bottom, completely knocking the wind out of myself. I never dropped in on a ramp again, but still remember that like it was yesterday. That area is all condos now, and I always wondered what they thought when they were tearing down the woods and found a full half pipe in there. I've looked and looked online, but can't find any photos or stories about that ramp. In the last couple of years, I've gotten back into skating as a 50-year-old now. I'm not any better at it than I was then, but it's sure fun even just to roll around a little bit. Anyway, keep up the great work. Guys, always looking forward to the next episode and still searching for Chin, Ed. So thank you, Ed, dude. Yeah, Ed, thank you. Wow. Man, so lots of good stories and memories there. But real quick, what the magical half pipe in the woods i feel like mm-hmm. these were all over you would you would hear like third hand like there's yep. a ramp in the woods yep. behind you know the school or you know somewhere in town and you would search and search and you would just come upon yeah, a half pipe in the woods find Probably somebody who knew about it wood. yeah 100 percent, yeah but you know what's interesting though also is that like I think part of like the uh, some of the viewership or the listenership, I should say, that we have here, you know, it's like there was something about, you know, like Ed was saying, like his first white Caballero pigboard. And and even though he just skated for a few years and he was never really very good, like that board, you know, it triggers that nostalgic sort of thing in in the brain. Mm-hmm. And you find yourself listening to a podcast about skateboarding 35 years later or whatever. I think that's what's cool about, I think, especially like the Powell stuff, Mm -hmm. it just has the ability to bring that, bring whoever it is back to that time, you know, and so many people when they're young, you know, whether or not they like Ed or anyone, like whether or not they were any good, whether they skated for a couple summers or they were like complete skate rats or whatever it was, just seeing that thing, that object Mm -hmm. just brings them straight back. And you know how skateboarding is, man, when it gets its hooks in you, like you're, you're there for life. So even 35 years, 40 years later, you could sit there and listen to a podcast about this subject that you were interested in as a kid for like a couple summers and be completely invested in it. Mm-hmm. Like that's what makes, I don't know, that's what makes the, the stuff we talk about so cool, I think. It's because it's not just like skateboarding. It's like this whole thing that so many people have this tie to you know what i mean and yeah. and it's not all powell i mean it could be anything it could be a gonzalez vision board or anything but there's just something about that era and seeing those things and it just takes you back there you know what i mean 
Definitely. Yeah. I think, and his I story think, about uh, yeah. wanting to go back into the skate shop. Like I Completely. totally understand that because the last, last year, gosh, it's like a year ago today, almost this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went back to my hometown and kind of my, you know, surrounding area. And I drove into the parking lot where one of the local skate shops were. it's now a super cuts like oh, hair, hairstyling yeah. barbershop yeah. or whatever, you know, and I got out and I'm just kind of like looking in the window a little bit and I'm just like, man, you know, always just loved walking in there and seeing all the new stuff and absolutely buying a t-shirt and, you know, getting the new thrasher and talking to the, you know, the workers and mm-hmm. about what was new or what was coming out. And yeah. Yeah. It was just, man, so good. Like you were saying, just that era is just so incredible. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, man, but you could have a guy like, I think like, dude, I have friends. Let me put it this way. I have friends that I skated with as a kid mm-hmm. who are the farthest thing now from skateboarders that you could get the farthest, you know, but I can promise you that having not set foot on a skateboard in however many years or thought about it, if you showed like my friend, Ryan, like a Steve Caballero Chinese dragon board, he'd be like, dude, holy shit. And then he would launch into some you know, I mean, a diatribe about how you know this and this and this ramp and blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, just unleash the memory banks. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Like this guy who is like complete like suburban dad. He's into golf and you know this and that stuff now. But he would just like launch into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, thank you, Ed. Man, it was it's so good to hear from you. Um, yeah, Ed's awesome. Awesome. Thank Ed, you, Ed. Awesome. I could tell you a funny Ed story. For the show or off the air? I'll just tell you real quick. There was okay. one time where Ed, I was over, we were at a friend's house and Ed somehow got into this, I don't even know, this escalating bet with our friend. Uh, his name's Anchovy. And this bet was somehow turned into Ed, like had to, had a, I think it was like, Ed, you can correct me on this, two or three or four or $500 bet with oh, wow. Anchovy that he could eat pizza every day for a year. (laughs) Did he do it? No, he didn't do it. No. (laughs) (laughs) He did it for a while. Uh Again, I'm going to screw something up with this. Man, how much weight would you gain for eating pizza? No, but not only pizza, but it was like the the bet was he had to have like a slice of pizza every single day for a year. And Ed was like, and Ed just kept raising it. Like, dude, I'll pay, I'll do it. 200 bucks. Screw that. 300 bucks. I guarantee you I can do it. 400 bucks. Like it just kept going. It was so funny. And oh, I was man. crying, laughing. And everybody... I want to hang out with Ed. Oh, Ed's the best, dude. Yeah. Let's all order yeah. pizza. So, Ed, you can remind me how that story ended because it had something to do with he went out of town to shoot. He was a photographer or something like that at the time. And he went to like the beach to like shoot some like Sports Illustrated swimsuit thing or something like it was something like that. Ed, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the story. <laughs> and uh, and I don't know, like somehow like he 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 he, he dropped it. And the, to his credit, he told he 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 told he was honest Anchovy. about it. Yeah. He was honest about it. And I I guess I'm I'm assuming he paid him, but I don't know. But <laughs> one of the best stories ever. I uh, love it. I love uh, it's, it. It's yeah, that's probably not like I probably fucked up some of the details, but Ed rules. So thanks, Ed. Um, and then we got one more. Actually, we got a we got like a little uh We've got an audio message. An audio message. That's great. So, that, that's yeah. rare. That's rare. Dude, yeah, for sure. 
Okay, so this is from uh, I think it's named Tian Torrance. I, I I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. Tian, um, but yeah, skateboarder. Uh, and I he he uh, was a formerly rode for Alva, and then uh, I guess that became New School. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they is that changed right. The yeah, yep, they changed yep. it to New School. Mm-hmm. So he was a he was rode for Alva and then New School, and then um, hold on, he, he was, hold on a second. Doesn't that suck that at one point? anything old like elva like oh yeah yeah, oh you had to be it's just so whack dude you gotta yeah so it's just like yeah oh yeah yeah you gotta rename your company yeah man well that 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 was like no no pools in this one yeah video that was a new school video Mm -hmm. yeah which i think he was in i think he he was in a few of these videos but anyway he i believe was turned on to the show via clyde singleton uh i think we got a lot of new people that trickled in yeah yeah so he he uh you know kind of posted that he had been listening to it. I guess he does a bunch of long drives and everything like that. But anyway, he sent in a little message and we'll play it for you. All right, here it is. What up, Matt? It's your wacky skateboarder, graffiti artist guy from Alva in the New School. I'm listening to Man This Part Three and the warehouse where Javante and Salmon skate, where Sal skates is my good friend Eris Volkis. It was his warehouse. It was in Oakland. And Ben Sanchez, who skated for Chocolate, also lived there. And all of us grew up there. And he, his dad was a famous sculptor. And he let his son build this skate park and just had this dope skate park. And upstairs, the whole room was all mattresses. And we'd all just stay up there. He's passed away, but Ben Sanchez is still around. And, yep, that was it. Eris Volkis. Eris, a.k.a. Syra One. He also became a dope DJ. So Eris Volkis, that's the name of the warehouse. That's whose warehouse it was. All right, cool. Wow, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a mysterious skate spot that I always wondered about. Yeah, I think we, you know, did someone uh, write in before about that and and kind of fill us in? I think after I don't the band, know. This, it's like Maybe. over a year ago now. I can't remember. I can't remember. I think someone came forth with some information about that. I could be wrong, okay. but it's good to get a little refresher on that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, just to hear it. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Somebody so, was there. Yeah. So, dude, thank you for listening. Thanks for being such a cool vocal supporter of the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, giving us that little message and uh, hope you continue to dig down on it. And I don't know where you're at in the in the in the saga. But you might it might be several months before you hear this, but yeah, thank you. Going in order. Yeah, thank <laughs> yeah. you. And that's well, it, man. We're going to call it for the mailbag. All right. If you'd like to be awesome like these nice folks and send us an email, you can do so by going to our website at thebonesbrigadeaudioshow.com and click on our contact page. Just a simple little email form. You just type in your message, hit enter. We get it instantly. That's how the internet works. <laughs> or you can send us a DM on Instagram. And Matt, did you want to hit those other those extra other goodies? Well, we always talk about it, but, you know, really helps if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, if you want to get on there and click all those stars, all five, and uh, just tell everybody how how much you love the show. Yes, that's the easiest and best, dude, I think that's the best way to help the show right there. Yeah, for sure. A little five star. So YouTube page, we have a YouTube page and we are getting down to... Starting Getting to get so some episodes close. uploaded. Uh, it'll be a while before all of them are up there, but the first handful of them hopefully will be up soon. 
So if you don't like listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you want to get your your fix from YouTube, that will be doable soon. Of course, we now have merch. And if you've always wanted to get a Bones Brigade Audio Show t-shirt with uh, featuring artwork by the amazing Ed Sider, who just uh, you know had a shirt uh, that he did for Thrasher, mm-hmm. and uh, he's done some other cool stuff, now's the time to go get it. They're available. Uh, Larry will send it to you. He's going to throw in some stickers. I have a ton of Powell Peralta stickers. I just hope sometimes I'll just open a box like, oh, what's in here? And there's just like a thousand Powell Peralta stickers. So I'm giving out stickers with every order, mm-hmm. maybe even two if I'm in a good mood. So there you go. He won't even send me any. <laughs> I'm going to send you about 500 of them, I think. Please do. Yeah. What are I you have, waiting for? You dude, know my address. Yeah, I have. You work, uh, come on. You work for a freaking shipping company. <laughs> send me some stickers. Bro. I have lots of stuff to send you right now. Oh, sweet. All yeah. right, man. Yeah, and my copy of the Schmidt Sticks video, too. Exactly, and a yes. DVD. Yeah. Yes. So go get some merch, or you can buy us a coffee. Buy us a coffee. It will not yield you any product of any sort, but it will yield you good feelings. Definitely. And, you know, I don't know. You can just buy us a coffee. If you like the show, buy us a coffee. Buy us a coffee. Or always- like I always say, you don't have to do any of that. Keep listening. Yep. The show will always be free. The show will go on. If you feel like, uh, you know, giving us some juice, you're welcome to do that. Or some coffee. Or some coffee. Yeah. All those links, the store and the donate button, and even the the audio voicemail button, they're all on our website at thebonesbrigadeaudioshow.com. You can just click click all around the website and you'll you'll find them i think people know how to navigate websites i think they've caught on to they're getting um, there yeah yeah, yeah. i think internet's yeah it's you know it's 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 taken some time to catch on but i think a few years we'll we'll be there yeah for sure for sure surfing the web aol chat rooms are gonna be (laughs) plays oh man man yeah go 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 follow peter McEwen on uh, instagram too by the way yeah yeah what is it? Peter, Peter, 3000, right? Peter, Peter, 3000. All yeah. right. Hit yeah. him up on Instagram. Absolutely. And also, if you haven't uh, seen this episode of Skate TV yet, go watch it on our YouTube channel and then uh, give us some thoughts, your feelings and uh, send those in and we'll read it on the next show. But Matt, I think that's it. Anything else? I'm just getting ready to go down to the deep end, man. All right. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go watch that Cedar Crest movie tonight. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm a lot of people. You know what? A lot of people learned about that documentary from our show when we mentioned it because oh, we had a lot cool. of people reach out and mm-hmm. tag us and yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go watch it. I don't know why I haven't yet. Go do it. Yeah, it's on Tubi. Everyone, go watch it on Tubi. We're not getting any Tubi. No, we're not getting any. Uh, I just so you all no know, kickbacks. We're, yeah, well, there's no Tubi uh, sponsorship here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there's just a lot of good stuff on it. What can I tell you? It's yeah, yeah. All right, we should shut this down. We're getting pretty silly. Uh, we will be back soon with another episode. But until then, I'm Larry. I'm Matt. Reminding you to never stop searching for Chin. Have a great night. Wisdom.
say Peace is for me, so the leaders should see that to live it together is my necessity A land of one where a nation's begun, so respect my rights when I'm out having fun I'm on a mission to solve this condition for a better together, yes, I'll keep on wishing My base is relieved, self-destruction must cease, yes, united we stand with the knowledge of peace Don't call me rebellious, so I just dispel this from the start with heart back to back Get that sisters and brothers just to dumbing it up forever, booming like you have to What you ought to do is follow for now while it's in session, to condition, like a dollar sign, from a hit line, yes the dopest rhyme, these are different times, read between the lines. Yes. Okay. 